0: listening to the jazz focus here on wetf the jazz station in south bend indiana my name is john clark and thank you for joining us this week Today we're going to be focusing on some recordings made by the great pianist Art Tatum in 1945. And these are solo piano recordings that show him off, I think, really at the peak of his abilities. These were done right at the end of World War II. He had been playing quite a bit, and uh, he had evolved, uh, in addition to his prodigious technique, which was evident from the very beginnings of his recording career, he had evolved a way of arranging tunes and and setting them up as a, a, a... a solo performance that was really unrivaled by any other pianist of the day. Uh, we think of Art Tatum sometimes as playing most often in a trio and uh, done a podcast or show on that in the past with various players like Slam Stewart and so forth, and uh, that was a, a great group as well, but really hearing him as a solo performer is what will allow us to appreciate his gifts uh, to the greatest degree, I think. So the first two tunes we heard were the Vincent Heumann's tune Hallelujah, followed by Golden and Hubble's Poor Butterfly, which was a theme taken from the opera Madam Butterfly. And these recordings, as well as the next set, and one more later, were recorded for the ARA label, American Recording Artists. And this was a West Coast label that uh, was aiming to be a pop uh, label and jazz label. In addition to Art Tatum, it had Bob Crosby and... Uh, Francis Langford, Hoagie Carmichael, all all sorts of interesting people recording for it, came around about the same time as Capitol Records, but it didn't last very long. And uh, ARA Records uh, actually has a a fascinating backstory. It was founded by the Hollywood producer and musician Boris Morris, who was a... uh, a Russian national. He was uh, actually a Soviet, uh, which wasn't known at the time. He was a, a spy for uh, the Soviet Union. He had been producing movies and musical uh, works in the United States from the 1930s. He was actually the producer for the Laurel and Hardy film Flying Deuces from 1939. But he was indeed a Russian spy at this time, and he received $130,000 or something to start this record label uh, in 1945, and this was actually a front for uh, a Russian spy ring as it came out many years later. The the, the salesmen and record uh, jockeys and so forth for this label were all in the employ of the Soviet Union, and the money that he received to seed this uh, recording company were came from a fellow named Alfred Stern, who was a a, a Soviet sympathizer. He was married to Martha Dodd-Stern, who was the daughter of the American ambassador to the Soviet Union in the uh, immediate pre-World War II years, if you've read In the Garden of Beasts. That's the whole story of that family right there. And uh, they uh, provided the money to start this record company, which, as I said, uh, served as a front for a number of Russian agents. And it lasted for a couple of years. The artists who were recording for... For uh, ARA, including Art Tatum, were never uh, accused of having Soviet sympathies. They were just making a living making records, and some were very fine records, especially these Art Tatum ones. A little bit later, Boris Morris had some sort of a change of heart, or his heart was changed for him in some way, and he became a double agent and worked for the United States for the rest of his life. He lived into the 1960s. So fascinating story aside, we heard, as I said, those two tunes. First two tunes from this ARA session of May of 1945, done in California. Hallelujah and Poor Butterfly. We're going to go on now to uh, most of the rest of the tunes from this particular date. We're going to hear The Song of the Vagabonds, which was a, a uh, an operetta tune by Rudolf Frimmel uh, and Tatum had a way of taking some of these tunes and really making hay out of them. Unusual uh, for jazz tunes, and we'll hear a couple more of those as time goes on. After that, a very fully realized arrangement of a Rodgers and Hart tune called Lover, better known by its various Jack Teagarden recordings, but here an outstanding recording. Then uh, Ubi Blake and Andy Razaf's tune, Memories of You, one of the loveliest ballads of the 1930s. Following that, we will hear the gray wooden Gibbs tune from about 1924 called Running Wild, a nice... uh up-tempo performance of that and then we'll settle back in for the last tune of the set Jerome Kern and Otto Harbach's classic tune Yesterday's. Tatum had great taste in repertoire and even things that uh, didn't look on the face of it to uh, be uh, good uh, displays of his talent were were twisted and turned into an Art Tatum style and nothing he ever did I think was without interest I think you'll agree with these tunes today. So those are our tunes for this next set. Uh, Art Tatum recording for ARA in May of 1945, The Song of the Vagabonds, Lover, Memories of You, Runnin' Wild, and Yesterdays. Recordings made by the great pianist Art Tatum in 1945 for the A.R.A. Label. We started out with Song of the Vagabonds, a real frimel tune from one of his operettas. Then Lover, the Rodgers and Hart tune, which was, I guess, originally a waltz, and that's how Tatum began it, and then he changed that as time went on. And then a beautiful ballad performance of Memories of You, be Blake's tune. Then Runnin' Wild, a great standard of the 1920s, got new life in the movie Some Like It Hot, a decade and a half later or so. Then we finished up with a very reflective, very musical performance of Yesterday's by uh, Jerome Otto Harbach. Uh, really uh, a very sensitive and sophisticated treatment. And that could be said, uh, really practically everything, I think, that uh, Tatum did. He had a remarkable style that went Everywhere from ragtime through stride up through the most modern of the swing pianists and really into the bebop era as well, although he didn't uh, ally himself with any uh, particular school of jazz, as it were. He was really his own man through and through, and it was very difficult, if not impossible, to... uh, emulate him, to imitate his style. He uh, had such an extraordinary uh, technique that that was not possible. The person who probably came closest to him was Oscar Peterson, although you have a couple of players like, uh, for example, uh, Nat King Cole and even someone like Dick Hyman, who would uh, get honorable mention, I suppose, there as well. So we're going to go on now and uh, actually go to a different date. There's one more ARA record that we're going to listen to at the very end of the program. Uh, But we'll tell you about that when the time comes. We're going to go to some of the recordings that uh, Tatum made about the same time in 1945 for V-Disc. Of course, this was during the World War II years. And these discs were made uh, for transmission and broadcast and delivery to uh, U.S. servicemen serving overseas for the most part, or even uh, in uh, the United States. They were not available commercially. Uh, Thankfully, they were kept so now you can get many if not most of them commercially and some of them even include introductions by the artist. So we're going to get to hear Art Tatum's voice a couple of places here introducing tunes and sending good wishes to the servicemen who were then just coming to the very end of World War II. So we're going to start out with the uh, Cole Porter tune, Begin the Begin. And this is an interesting version. Of course, the Artie Shaw uh, version of the Jerry Gray arrangement was the most popular. But Eddie Haywood and his sextet uh, recorded uh, a very popular version as well with a very funky bass line that Eddie Haywood had been playing in his solo piano versions. And we're going to hear a little bit of that here with Art Tatum. Following that, we're going to go on to She's Funny That Way, uh, Neil Moray and Richard Whiting tune from the 1920s. Then uh, we're going to hear, um, I'm beginning to see the light one of the relatively few times that uh, Tatum recorded an Ellington tune. He didn't record a lot of those for some reason, uh, but we'll hear a great version here. Then we'll hear, going from Ellington to Basie, a tune by Count Basie's lead alpha player, Earl Warren, the 920 Special, which uh, seems an unlikely uh, candidate for a solo piano version, but here works very well. Then we're going to hear a medley of Gershwin tunes. These were... uh, a series of tunes that included "The Man I Love," "Summertime," "I've Got Plenty of Nothing," and it ain't necessarily so. So, except for "The Man I Love," all for Porgy and Bess. Those are that one is a little bit longer uh, as it uh, moves through uh, all of those different tunes. And these were all, as I said, recorded for V Disc Victory Disc in New York in October. October 26th of 1945, except for Begin the Beguine, which was done on the West Coast at some point in 1945. Not sure of the date in that case. So that's our uh, our Tatum set coming up. Begin the Beguine. She's funny that way. I'm beginning to see the light. 920 Special and the Gershwin Medley, all done for V-Disc.
1: fellows. This is Art Tatum, and I've made a few records here for you. Your <clears throat> V-disc. A few tunes that I'm sure that you'll enjoy. I don't know about the piano playing. You might You might enjoy the tune itself. <laughs> and I'm here in New York, and I thought maybe you'd like to hear a few of these tunes. There's very little I can say, and I'd like to see all of you back as quick as you possibly can. So any chance that I can do any more for you, play any more for you, I'd be glad to do it. And thanks a lot.
0: Some really sublime and exciting piano playing. Art Tatum in 1945, recording for V-Disc, uh, for broadcast to the Armed Forces right at the end of World War II. And V-Discs continued for a couple of years after that. Uh, and um, thankfully we have those because a lot of the V-Discs fill in gaps that we... Uh, Have because of the recording ban. The Musicians Union decreed that musicians could not make commercial recordings for a couple of different periods during the 1940s, during the World War II years, especially uh, due to financial concerns. And we don't have documents of the beginnings of bebop or some developments in swing even uh, from that period in commercial recordings, but the V-discs do uh, capture a certain amount of that, which is very good. So we started out with Begin the Begin," done on the West Coast at some point in 1945, not sure when, and then we went to a session of October 26th of 1945, and uh, we started out with uh, She's Funny That Way with a nice introduction by uh, Art Tatum there as well. From there, we went to the Ellington tune, I'm Beginning to See the Light, and then the Basie tune, 920 Special, followed by a very organized and fully realized Gershwin medley, uh, including uh, The Man I Love, Summertime, I Got Plenty of Nothing, It Ain't Necessarily So, and then a reprise of The Man I Love. That was something that um, uh, clearly Tatum had been playing for a while, and he recorded it again in more or less the same form a few years later. So Tatum was born in 1909 in Toledo, Ohio. He was mostly blind. He had a there was some sort of an accident when he was a boy that cost him most of his sight. Although apparently he had a little bit of peripheral vision and could see if he got uh, whatever he was looking at up very close, but uh, he was legally blind, um, and that, in some ways, propelled him into a music career to support himself and. Uh, As they say, when you lose one sense, the others take over, and that probably happened with Art Tatum, although it was wedded to the fact that he was also a musical genius, and uh, it all came together, as we can hear on these piano recordings. He lived a relatively short life. He died in Los Angeles in 1956 of uh, uremic poisoning, I think. He uh, uh, was not a terribly unhealthy living person. He drank quite a bit, but uh, I don't think he dissipated himself. He just uh, didn't have luck with the genes, I suppose. But fortunately, he was recorded extensively, especially towards the end of his life by Norman Granz, who um, functioned as his manager for a while. Quite a lot of solo piano recordings for uh, Verve and Norgran and Mercury and those Norman Granslid labels and some great band sides as well featuring people like Buddy DeFranco, Ben Webster, Benny Carter, uh, Lionel Hampton and others. So we have quite a bit of the recorded legacy of Art Tatum at our fingertips thankfully. So we're going to hear two more tunes to finish up our show. Before I tell you what those are, I will tell you that we are the Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark, and we are here together on WETF, the jazz station in South Bend, Indiana. I hope you keep tuning into these programs and supporting the station and uh, enjoy some great jazz. So we're going to finish up with a beautiful ballad performance from the V-Disc session of October 26th. of uh, Body and Soul, a Johnny Green tune, a real test piece for jazz improvisers at the time. And then we're going to go back to that ARA session and play the last remaining title. The Kerry Dance, the traditional Irish tune that um, was another one of those things that uh, you wouldn't expect a good jazz to come out of, but uh, Tatum certainly makes it his own. So, this is Art Tatum from 1945, finishing up our program with Body and Soul and The Carry Dance.
1: Hello, fellas. This has been my pleasure to make a few records for you, V-Disc as you may call them, and I've made some popular tunes that I'm sure that some of you will enjoy, I hope all of you do. will be glad to see all of you back as quick as possible. Thanks.